welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast, your personal echo chamber of hating everything and liking nothing. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. Alex. Hello. And special guest, Nick. Hey. Today we're going to talk about Gran Turismo 7, probably Elden Ring, and some recent game news. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is bent to benefit all the shows on the sh- on the network. You can subscribe as little as $1 a month to help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks, Kate, Jason. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, Alan K, Dave Steele, and Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quests. Uh, my recent diagnosis of diabetes type 2 means we don't get to drink a lot of pop or eat a lot of stupid food anymore. So we're going to talk about music moving forward, most likely, and maybe some other things. Today, we're going to talk about Coheed and Cambria. If you are a nerd of any sort, you probably like this band, and that's cool, <laughs> and it's okay. Uh, as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. You can use your free Amazon Prime subscription if you still pay for Prime. It's not really free, I guess. It's like 150 bucks a year. But you can give us a free subscription on Twitch. Uh, so just something to think about if you want to throw away some more money and not give it directly to Jeff Bezos. We take it instead. Uh, that being said, Alex, any bumpers for the network? Yes. Uh, I've been a douche canoe, and I wanted to have a give a mea culpa here. Uh, our friends over at uh, Multimedium are, are actually, I, I think it's the last time that they were doing the Mega Man games being adapted into an anime or cartoon. That was completely wrong. And I think I did it right maybe once or twice. They're talking about the Mega Man games being adapted into music by the Proto Men. So please go listen to the latest episode of Multimedium where they talk about the Proto Men and Mega Man 1, 2, and 3. Uh, it's a very good episode. My apologies to them for getting that wrong at least once, maybe twice. Um, <laughs> and then. On Horror Movie Yearbook, they traveled back to 2002. Talk about Dark Water, a Japanese good. horror oh, film. Year. Yeah, it was a good year. Uh, Wait, that was Japanese... ja- I thought there's an American version of Dark Water too, right? With yes. Jennifer yes. Connelly? Yep. yep. It's yeah, a, that was a remake of the Japanese one, which I is like inspired by some creepy shit that happened at the Cecil Hotel, which is on a, uh, it's in a Netflix uh, documentary series. The Elisa Lamb case is... Oh, say, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's cool. Ins- inspired Dark Water in Japan, and then therefore inspired the Jennifer Connelly movie. Nice. So, wow. Please uh, check all that out. They talk about all of that stuff uh, in Horror Movie Your Book on the latest episode, Class of 2002 Dark Water. Please check it out. And yeah, that's all I've got for the rest of the network. Cool. Nick, as our yes, guest, what have you been playing? Oh man, this this timing is really good because uh, I so I'm uh, my wife and I are expecting our second uh, child in uh, less than thirty days at this point. Yeah, so I've kind of we we hit this point where I was like, you know what, I I'm basically gone back in time to like my kind of mindset before our first child was born, where I was like, wow, I got to get in some gaming right now while I can. So I've kind of been in that mode. And I'm like, you know what, I'm actually going to because for the last few weeks, getting the house ready, getting ourselves ready. Um, it's been like pass out on the couch at like nine o'clock type of lifestyle, which is great. But I've been making the effort the last few weeks to be like, you know what, I'm actually going to stay up just an extra hour or so to just play something to kind of get it out of my system. So this has been uh, Nick's trip back in time. I haven't played any game. I've played one game that's new to me, and it's Guardians of the Galaxy, 
uh, on Alex's not recommendation. But <laughs> I think, did you loan me yours? Or I don't remember. I think you did. Yeah. yeah. And I really like it. I'm not that far into it at all. I'm on like chapter four, I think. But, oh man, if, like, I, so I love the Guardians of the Galaxy from the comics. Uh, I like the movies, but uh, as the movies progress, I like them less because they take the characters in directions that I just am not really interested in. So the game is really, really refreshing because it's a lot more like the comic books, but it, it retains some of like the spice that makes the movies the movies. So it's a good blend of both. Uh, and I think that fans of, of either or any iteration would enjoy it. I, I also say, just... I, I'm, I'm the outlier there. I think many in the games industry were pleasantly surprised with Guardians of the Galaxy. I just, uh, but but I do think the general criticism was that, like, you know, the combat isn't the strongest, but the story is what you should play for, and um, and yeah, that's the funny. Com- the combat I like for the... me was just a little kind of boring, and I didn't get very far. I was only like two or three hours in, but uh, yeah, it was just a little bit too, you know, pulled. I like until I like the combat because uh, it becomes more about managing your team, which I think is really interesting for like a third person adventure game. Because you can kind of skate around and do your thing, but you are also, like, delegating your team members to do attacks and, like, combining them and, like, having them work together. And it's all done through, like, this. So it's really interesting to memorize all, like, the kind of hotkeys for which team member is which and that kind of thing. There's something about it, I don't know, that I just thought was really cool. I liked it. But the whole time I was just grinning because I, like, I had the comic, I had the... Uh, DNA comic Star-Lord costume right off the bat and I just was flying around in that and just I was just so stoked as like from the comic book perspective I was like this is great I never thought I'd get a game like this anyway I like that um, I have to keep playing it I also fired up uh, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon the new edition that came with Far Cry 6 so that was a step back in the in the way way back machine that was, was that? still a, a is, blast is that just a remaster I don't even remember hearing that was happening yeah, I wouldn't call it a remaster. It is like a slight update. A remaster would give it too much credit. Okay. They kind of up it slightly. But it's still... Lo- like that- unlock the frame rate and then just like... Yeah, and I'm not a frame rate like... Uh, uh, snob. snob. Okay. I'm not like I was trying to find a nicer word, but I, I'm sorry. No, I was. I'm true. not. I'm not a huge frame. A frame it doesn't. Rate it's not douche canoe. <laughs> I'm insulted. I it's happen not... to be a frame rate douche canoe. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to soften it for you, Brian. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> no, it's just not high on my list of concerns. Neither are graphics. Typically, it's more about the gameplay. And um, no, and that game should feel a little dated anyway. So it works for me. But again, I played that for like an hour and I was happy. Uh, I dipped my toe back in Star Wars Squadrons and played around in that. Mm. Played some more of the campaign. That game is so sick. It's really dumb that the on- the online just pretty much doesn't work anymore. Uh, really? it's a real bum- it's a real bummer yeah gojo and i were trying uh around christmas to get into some matches and we just couldn't for the life of us oh. and so i didn't even attempt recently because I, I had just i went on like the reddit and people were like yeah it's really hard on console to find like a game unless you have like six people with you or whatever we uh, uh weird. you can set up custom matches though so maybe we yeah, should you can. try that we, sometime we need to we have lo- quite man, a few people that play that cross i love too, that game it? Yeah, I think it does yeah, it now. Does. Yeah. yeah, you can play on any platform. Man, I, I love that game. It is so sweet. Uh, I also, in the list of games that Nick started but will probably never beat, I fired up Mad Max for PS4 again. Uh, played probably another 10% of it and have since uh, walked away again. <laughs> and uh, I love that game, though. It is, like, perfect. It is so cool. It still looks great, plays great. 
uh, I'm sure that I will I'll jump back into it. I'll finish it one of these days. And uh, lastly, I got back into Borderlands 3 and am really just loving that. I started uh, a new character, so I played through most of the game with Zane. Had a lot of fun with that. I started over with Moe's, who really is more of my typical Borderlands playstyle anyway. And uh, it's a riot. It's it's such a great... There's just something... That Borderlands is such comfort food to me. Uh, I don't even care. It's just... Uh, it's great. I know it's like kind of always a little bit of the same thing, but hey, man, I'm I'm down for that. Like it's just it's just great, and it's funny because I also uh, fired up Breakpoint. I'm always confused about what that game is called. Ghost Recon <laughs> Breakpoint, right? That's the second. Now I'm one. questioning it. Yes, yeah. yes. It's it's because of Gojo, man, because he called it Breakwind at one point, and then he called it. <laughs> Um, he kept calling it mild lands and, uh, that really messed me up when <laughs> it's called Breakpoint. Um, I like that game more than him, but those, so it's funny because the summer right before my daughter was born, uh, 2019 Breakpoint and Borderlands 3, two games I was massively hyped for both came out like just weeks before she was born. So I barely got to play them, but those were like my two dad games and now I'm getting back into them again. And it's funny cause the timing is great. I'm expecting another kid and now I just want to play like the loudest, brightest, stupidest game borderlands but uh which is hard to play at night quietly but it's uh it's great i still love it i keep hearing great things about tiny tina's wonderlands and i really want to uh yeah. i really want to play that but it's too expensive for me right now because i don't buy 60 dollars games anymore zach is recommending yeah. it to you in the chat so tiny should, uh, tina yes. yeah yeah and it's funny because i'm um, on a little quick aside, there's two games I kind of want to jump into. I was texting some of you guys are in the Discord about uh, the Wolfenstein games because something mm-hmm. uh, clicked for me recently, and I was like, man, I want to try some of those new Wolfenstein games. So I do have to, uh, I do have to play at least one. And Alex, you made a great recommendation with Game Pass, so that that makes a lot of sense to me. Thank you. Uh, but also, I've been rewatching the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the just straight extended editions, and I'm halfway through the Two Towers as of now. Uh, and it makes me want to play the Shadow of uh, uh, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor games, yeah. which I never played, but I have uh, Shadow of War. I think is the second one. Mm-hmm. I bought it according to my PS- PlayStation app. I bought it in 2017, so I have it, and uh, I just installed <laughs> it. And I want to take that for a spin while I'm in like that, you know, that mode of like wanting because I'm not really typically a big fantasy guy, which is why uh, Tiny Tina sounds cool because there's like there's shooting in it still, so mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit of both but um yeah man the borderlands games like gojo and i were texting about it and and he said something he said if they don't call the next one Forderlands, then they messed up and <laughs> i said do you think there will be another one because i i seem to recall the the reaction to three being a little bit more tepid even from mm. fans and i don't think it sold quite as well i mean two was like regarded as like one and totally fairly by my opinion i think two is one of the greatest games ever and I like 3 a lot, but I understand why it didn't hook people as much. So I'm curious if there will be a 4, especially with all the drama that went down at Gearbox, right, I think? Yeah. Yeah, my, I know. My I guess is, <laughs> so they, uh, it, it, it's going to do partly with how good Wonderland, or uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, or what, what is it? Is it Wonderlands? I think Wonderland? so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, depends on how that does. And then they also just announced that they will be developing a new Tales of the, Bo- Tales of the Borderlands. Oh, that's in cool. The, in the guise of the, or in the same, um, you know, style of the Telltale game that okay. came out previously. 
So I really like Tales from the Borderlands. I think it's really good. Yeah, and it's always something that I hear really good. Uh, it's uh, great. Uh, people reviewed it very well and uh, and said that it was one of the better Telltale games, even. Uh-huh. And, um, hmm. So I think people, it's probably good that they're going to make another one of those. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like I think they might take some time off of Borderlands, but I think they'll come back. Will it be called Borderlands? Probably, probably not. But. <laughs> We'll hope you never know with them. Um, you never know. Yeah, yeah they're true. gonna right? swap those first letters. It'll be Forderlands Boar, and it'll be <laughs> terrible. <laughs> God, I That's not. the byline for the for the review, I think. Right? Yeah. Uh, there you go. IGN's calling right now. <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand, uh, Randy Pitchford of Gearbox fame uh, did just recently purchase the Magic Castle in L.A. because he's such a big Magic fan. He bought. The the, mag- the the castle where you need to be a magician to have membership and you need to know a magician to be able to get in to see the shows. So, um, it sounds like an Arrested Development subplot. Uh, Randy Pitchford <laughs> is basically an Arrested Development character at this point. So, yeah, I wouldn't, I'm not surprised. But, uh, did so, he and Elon get into a bidding war over it? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Randy Pitt, God, if Randy Pitchford had Elon's money, we'd all be in trouble. We are already in trouble. Yeah, anyway. that's true. Well, that's I think cool. that's, that exhausts my list, though. Right on, man. It's, it's a, a pretty extensive list, though. I know, it's a lot. And that's I've played each of those games in the span of like the last probably eight days because I can't <laughs> concentrate on anything. <laughs> and that's between watching the Lord of the Rings movies, which are so long. Mm-hmm. The extended editions are so long. But there's nothing in them that I would take out. It's fascinating. I was yeah. telling my wife about it because she was like making fun of me. She's like, what? Why? Like, what is this? Why are these so long? And I was like, <laughs> but it's good. I'm like, it's good stuff. There's really not much fat to trim. It's wild how they can have these four hour cuts of these movies. And I'm not bored. I'm just tired because my life is tiring, not because the <laughs> movies aren't good. And Alex, did you say you watched all three yeah, in a like day? Seven years ago, we watched all three movies in one day. The extended ate, ones? Yes, and we ate a bunch of meals that were Lord of the Rings-styled meals. That's uh, like 13 a, hours a movie. Yeah, and it was a That's a day. Of food. It was, it was wonderful, and honestly, it's the only way that I actually want to watch those movies ever again. Like, See, I, I had a group probably... of friends do the same thing, but instead of like eating inspired meals, they just ate edibles and then I was gonna watched say. the movies. <laughs> God, that sounds great until you get to Return of the King, which has so many stretches <laughs> of just boring that I would, I would have a hard time come with that. It's, it, yeah, no, that would that'd it was, be rough. It was great. Well, and that's the thing, like... Return of the King is one of my favorites, but we don't we don't need to turn this into a film nerds mini film <laughs> a nerds side quest stuff, for the side quest. <laughs> yeah, the, this is yeah. The, an errand in the uh, in the Horizon Zero Dawn uh, quest log. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. That this for another another show another time. But yeah. anyway, yeah, it's just weird how many like I'll get a little bit of time to play a game, and I'm like, do I want to play what I was playing literally yesterday? Nah, I'll fire up a different game. Makes no sense. I but, get into those modes every once. Yeah, time. I just can't concentrate on anything. I'll break right in on. briefly to say that um, Jamiroquai, the astrologer, is now level 130, and I'm 90 hour, 92 hours? I don't know. Jesus. So many, many hours into Elden Ring, and I don't even know when the end is going to come. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I have I'm no just, idea you picked such an awesome name. Jamiroquai? Yeah. yeah. And he looks, he's got the, the most yellow hair you can, and it's all <laughs> over his body. 
<laughs> everywhere. He's Xavier Renegade Angel. Yeah. Well, and I got to a point with his character model where his eyeballs were clipping through his brows. Ugh. Like his, his like his suborbital uh whatever the fuck this is called where your eyebrows are located were so low that his eyeballs were poking through them. And then I gave him like a Joker smile on his face permanently. He's really fucked up looking, which is why I put the Burger King mask on top of him because there's a mask that looks like the Burger King that I just have. Good. What's that's that? helpful? There's is it the the show by the my brother my brother and me dudes like Monster Creator? Or oh something yeah, like Monster that? Squad I think or I can't. I think it's called. I don't Monster know. They Squad. just try to make the most fucked up looking characters they can and then play through a game doing it. <laughs> that's yeah. That's <laughs> the only time that I mess with the character creator is to make them look as ugly as possible. Most yeah. of the time I just uh, go through like the randomizer and I'm like whatever, but. Grand Theft Auto is my famous yes. creation, I think. Yes. Where I try Alex to make him look like GTA. Ca- Alex's GTA character is so <laughs> upsetting. <laughs> because he's not Saints like... Row character was ridiculous, oh, was if so I remember good. correctly. He was, like, super fat, and, like, he just... He'd run around in just his underwear all the time, like... Long, Man. flowing hair. Yeah. He had... Yeah. I pitch-bent his voice, like, all the way down, too. <laughs> And I he had that. an accent, like Australian or something. I just like <laughs> pulled up a picture of Nia Numb from Star Wars on my phone and was sitting there like messing with the GTA character <laughs> creation to try and get him anywhere near that. And I was like, this is nowhere near that, but it's also very ugly. So I'm gonna Oh, it's very it. unique. Yeah. yeah. He he is very unique looking. He's got the Saints like, Rogue. This, like, <laughs> peak nose and like these sunken cheeks. It's really good. I should get a picture of him for everybody. The character creator for uh PGA was surprisingly robust. I remember too. you guys saying that. Yeah, I made you know, a really ugly leprechaun looking dude. <laughs> yeah, I made mine look exactly like me. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it does look like you. It's pretty impressive. I, lo- I love he that. Dresses like me and everything, man. <laughs> that's just like that's right really... now. I'm literally wearing all camouflage, which is why you can't see the majority of my body. <laughs> like, <laughs> I went out in public wearing a camo hoodie with camo shorts and my hat's camo too and Megan was totally embarrassed it was great <laughs> people were like why are those limbs floating with that face yeah. she yeah. was embarrassed to, to what not be seen with you to be seen with an apparition to be seen alone the human embodiment of Rayman <laughs> anyway, uh, I've only played Elden Ring <laughs> So hey, does Elden to... does does Elden Ring have any like sci-fi elements to it? Does it have like wep- like guns, like flintlock pistols or anything like that? Not that I know of. There's one thing that people have that I've seen. I don't know what it is, but there's this like cloak that you can open up that like shoots an Iron Man beam out of it. I don't know. I have any, I need to find that's, it. That's that's a specific it. spell. I don't think it's just a cloak. I think it's an actual really? magic spell. Yeah. Then I might have the spell, but it doesn't look like that when when I do hmm. it. So. Nick, the best way to describe Elden Ring is literally Dark Souls meets Skyrim because there's giant dragons that you can fight and like it's it, it has just I mean this sprawling world that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger the more you explore and it's just a, it's a such an epic awesome game. Like if you love Skyrim, which I know you do, everybody do. here does, you will love Elden Ring. Because it, it's is also it, the most accessible Souls-like game. I so it's not frustrating and, like, you don't it, die constantly? Uh, well, I mean, well, there's, no, there's still is some of that, that. but, like, it, it still it <laughs> feels... I think because of the open world, you'd never feel trapped. 
Yeah. You so just, you you anytime you feel like you that you like you go and you fight a boss and you can't do it, like you can just be like, I'll come back to that, and then just go mm-hmm. do a bunch of other shit. Okay. You know? That does sound that does sound more appealing. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like in Dark Souls or in Bloodborne, like you get to a point where you can't beat a certain boss and then you're kind of just locked in the game you know like you can't go anywhere you there's nothing you can do oh man i level up and then try to do it again like yeah i tried playing some bloodborne which is so uncharacteristic but i i had it it was like a a ps plus free game or something Mm -hmm. at some point is in my library you guys were talking about it at some point like within the last probably about a year ago i'm sure i texted alex uh and so I downloaded it, I fired it up, and like I was kind of making my guy, and I'm like, oh, this looks cool, like it looks cool, the whole aesthetic and everything was really interesting. And I was running around for a little while, and I was like, okay, this is a little spooky, but I'm kind of into it. And then I got out into the world, onto like that first like kind of cobblestone village area, the town, and there were just these these dudes just wrecking me, and they were they were like these weird shambling guys with like lanterns or something, I don't know what, but anything I tried, I just was dying, and I was like... This is not for me. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> they're, they're they're very they they require patience in a way that like most games don't. Like you, there are people who can just roll and steamroll them like no problem. But there's Zach. like in yeah, in my opinion, they're just like the depending on the type of gamer you are, like you kind of have to have patience with them and like you got to learn how to like draw enemies to you, not just go into a whole mob of enemies and hope for the best. Like you got, yeah. cause if you, I did even, even in Elden ring, like you could be fighting rats and like rats are like one of the weakest enemies in the whole game. But like, if you get surrounded by three, four <laughs> rats, like you're fucked. Like you can't, um, they get you in a stun lock that you can't get out of. And then you're just wrecked. Like, especially and it, if you're naked. Yeah. I'm level 130 <laughs> and I could still be taken down by like three giant rats. It's Yeah. Bad. No, I get that. But, yeah. I I, so. I do remember I managed to separate one from the pack and I think I took him down, but I was like, cool, I have no bullets and I have a pixel of health. How's the next guy going to go? Not well, <laughs> obviously. So well, I think you won you, the game by uh, finding the gun on yeah, the stairs. Yeah, you found the gun, apparently. Dude, so that's if, good. You, if you don't think the first thing I did was go get that gun immediately <laughs> and text Alex, <laughs> you should leave. No, that was for sure the, the first thing I did. It was, And that, that did crack me up. But honestly, I don't know if I would have gone looking for it if I didn't know the years of hazing that you guys have put Alex through. So... Uh, it was an interesting experience. I am glad I tried it, but I just kind of made peace with like, you know what? Not every game's for me, and I don't think that genre really calls to me in any in any way. I mean, you you played Oblivion, right? Barely, a little bit. Like okay, because I think Oblivion is like hard as fuck. Like that game, like the skeleton. Elder Scrolls like, Oblivion. Yeah, like there are yeah. areas of that game were that were very challenging, and uh, I I think Elden Ring is somewhere between the challenge of oblivion and skyrim and okay um you can definitely reach a point where you're like overpowered like i'm only like levels like in one of my games because i have like four going right now in one of them i'm like a level 17 like fighter style dude who's using a giant broadsword because i just wanted to build like you know a heavy duty like big ass sword wielding badass yeah that's awesome He's only level 17, and I took out the tree knight at the very beginning of the game, which is arguably, like, one of the harder dudes to fight if you're starting out the game. And I took him out, like, no problem. Like, first first try with this dude. And, like, it's just learning 
finding the character archetype that you want to play as, learning how to be patient with what you're fighting, and like learning like when to walk away and when to come back. Like I think are like the big and things that I can stress to anybody wanting to play Elden Ring, but is are are apprehensive. So and then having thirteen or fourteen tabs on your phone with the wiki open. To yeah, learn about have the all wiki the open you because you're going to have questions. You, Plus, the yeah. lore is very Destiny, where it's not fully present. You have to kind of search it out. So you got to like. I'm, I'm 90 hours in. I don't know anything about any of the lore. I still like. Damn. I know. I know there's some crazy ass lore around the jar guys. Like the jars are oh, like yeah. a race of people that are made out of jars, and they fill themselves with body parts and blood from the enemies that they kill on the battlefield. And that is some of the most epic shit I've ever heard. <laughs> and I, I still don't know enough about them. I need to know more. Have you been? That does to, sound uh, cool. Have you been to? Is it called Jarrington? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jarrington? No, it's Jarberg. Is that where it's, the jars are? Jarberg. Yeah, that's right. We should make a concept <laughs> album about Jarberg. I think that should probably be what we do with our time. Okay, are you going to sing like out. Claudio, or am I going to sing sure. like Claudio? Both of us. Why both of both you, of same us? same time. In harmony. harmony. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we got it. One Claudio's enough. All right, oh. enough about Elden Ring for the fifth <laughs> episode in a row. Yeah, Brian, well, I, what about I, you? I, I wanted to hear about it, so, so I'm glad you guys talked about had it. Had I yeah. beat my first, like, boss-type character before the last time we recorded, or is that I after? I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't know where you are in the game. Like, I, I still think you haven't even started playing, so. I kind of went all over the place and uh, then decided to teleport back to the start area and I went in the the catacomb which is kind of like the first dungeon you can find if you just go straight north the stormville um, catacomb yeah yeah and so i got to the erd dog burial tree Ur- dog or whatever Ur- it is erd tree Ur- burial Ur- dog Ur- yeah erd tree <laughs> burial dog and I think that's our band name is Earth Dog Burial Tree. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a beer. <laughs> Sounds like a craft beer. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's, it was very beer. hoppy, but I managed to uh, <laughs> vanquish it. Um, anyways. <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely see what you're talking about, like having to try different things and see what fits and stuff. Because I tried beating that boss like so many times and then... I just decided to switch weapons, and I, it, it was like a breeze all of a sudden. Just, or Are I got you using really lucky. Summon spells too. Yeah, yeah. You got to. I have like four spells. of those now already. You get a Ooh. bunch of them. He's got four of them. Yeah, <laughs> I had the jellyfish. The wolves. The jellyfish and the wolves are like two of the best ones in the game, from so, what I understand. They yeah. Tier, but this game like sounds A-tier. insane. I have like the angry noble people or whatever that I think if, you find in the if catacomb. If you get the skeleton ones, they're invincible unless they get hit again when they've been downed. Like they keep regenerating if you have skeleton awesome. summons. So. That's also, that makes a lot of sense since that's how skeletons got- are in the game. I just got a great rune that will heal you whenever your summons kill something. Oh, nice! But hmm. I, I've only u- I used one. I've used one rune arc, just one time. That means nothing to anybody except for John. But I, it, uh, yeah, I can't bring. I don't even know what use. they do. I know they boost your stats or whatever. Or they, it's whenever you use your the, rune, or the whatever rune arc, uh, great rune you have on you. The rune arc activates the great rune. Yeah. So the great rune does nothing until you use the rune arc. 
Right. Are you guys just are you guys just reading Coheed lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> the runarchs, the the great runes look like there's probably a great rune that looks like the keywork is my guess, but yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. And we're one of them the, on the fence. It's all good. The the logo I was I loaded up Elden Ring yesterday and I was like, "Man, all those circles on the front of the game kind of look like the keywork." <laughs> yeah. Hey. Something to that. Anyway. Has Vin Diesel appeared in the game yet? Not yet. Is he, no. in, is he in Elden Ring? I bet he He's is. He's probably... So, Nick, this is one thing. All right. We're going to play on Elden Ring some more. There's somebody called Let Me Solo Her that is... He's he's popping up. In, in these games, you can summon other people. You can summon, like, humans that are playing the game into your okay. game to help you fight other people, to help you fight bosses and stuff. Okay. There's somebody who is standing outside of the one of the toughest bosses in the game. And his name is Let Me Solo Her. And he's wearing absolutely nothing except for a jar on his head and two katanas. And he, he's basically going into battle with people and basically destroying the hardest boss in the game all by himself. Okay. It's her? Probably, that's probably Vin, Vin Diesel. This is her? The person he's soloing? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, that... her name is like Millennia, I think, or something like that. But anyway, yes. That's awesome. He's trying to solo her as much as he can. Wow. Man, see, every time I think that the internet and social media and everything related to it just needs to be destroyed like a black hole, something like that happens. And I yep. say, you know what? That's you got <laughs> to look. You got to find the goodness. There is good in this world. <laughs> there is good. Yep. And you got to just find it. You got to look. You got to look for the helpers. Like Mr. Rogers would say, that guy's a helper, man. Yep. All right. Amen. I love that. So there's going to be a track on the concept album called it it'd be a bonus track called Let Me Solo Her. Yeah, it would be yeah. the hidden one at the end of the CD. Yes. It's it's just sure. a 40 minute guitar solo too. Yeah. That's what's going to yeah, a guitar solo then a bass solo then a drum solo then a guitar it just like goes around. Everybody just solos for four bars. <laughs> And it's yeah. called Let Us Solo Her. <laughs> Nobody's ever solo. playing over anyone else. Like, it's just... No, yeah. it's clean. Clean ins and outs, for sure. Yeah, Beautiful. I like it. Brian, anyway. what else have you been playing? Um, what else have you been soloing? I've <laughs> uh, been playing a lot of Gran Turismo, yeah, Gran Turismo 7. Um, racing setup yeah with my logitech g29 that i still have not paid for um you should give it back to him now (laughs) no i'm definitely gonna keep it especially after playing this game uh it feels really good sweaty and shit (laughs) there's there's a bit of an understeer issue with some of the cars but uh it's Mm. pretty tolerable it feels good and um yeah i don't know it's a racing game you guys know what Gran Turismo is. It's not How a lot like to say it about it. Compared to Forza is the question, really. I mean, I, I've, I've. It's interesting because I've heard a lot of people talking about kind of the two together because they're Forza Motorsport and Gran Turismo are pretty comparable. But yeah, like what you as somebody who's not really played much Gran Turismo previously, how do you like it compared to a Forza Motorsport? I like it because there hasn't been a Forza Motorsport in a couple of years, more than yeah. a couple of years. Um, yeah, I think the last one was like, yeah, I don't know. It was a while ago. Anyways, um, other than that, though, I think the Forza series has left Gran Turismo behind. 
Like, even graphically, I feel like Forza Horizon 5 looks better than Gran Turismo 7 does, which is kind of shocking to me. But um, it's fine. It looks good enough, for sure. Um, the frame rate is good. I'm sure Nick would appreciate. <laughs> uh, there, there's actually a quality mode you can turn on if you don't like too many frames and you just want some cool ray tracing effects mm. and to see some stuttering. Um, I tried that once and it's not for me. And honestly, it doesn't really look that much better. So I just don't see the point of that mode. Yeah, mm. but I guess that's what you get when you have the PlayStation Five version versus the PlayStation Four one. Um, I haven't Your tried friends. playing online yet. Uh, but like, there's a lot of other cool stuff. I've just been like working my way through the campaign. There's basically like a big map, and it gives you like all these different activities to do. Like, there's the classic uh, earning of licenses and stuff, which is not. Yeah in Forza games. So I'm new to that. I'm like, Oh, this is weird. It's teaching me how to drive after it let me do a bunch of races. So that makes sense. (laughs) Um, those are, I mean, they're pretty easy, but they're kind of hard to get the, uh, gold trophy on. Yeah. Like I'll definitely have to retry them a few times. I don't know if it's because I'm not using a controller and I'm using the, the wheel setup because that's a little more challenging even though it feels more natural. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. There's like a, a decent amount of cars in it. The prices for the cars are kind of ridiculous. They, I definitely feel like they're trying to get you to pay real world money mm. for more credits. Cause you don't really like the payouts for races are not really great. And, um, it's interesting but, to me that, Forza, like Forza Motorsport 7, and Forza's taken some time off because of the fact that Forza Motorsport 7 got, like, savaged by people who hated the microtransactions in it. And it seems like the same thing's happening to to Gran Turismo as well. So, I'm wondering who's going to release the racing game that actually cracks the case of, like, how do we do this without, you know, nickel and diming everybody or making people feel like they're getting nickel and dimed. It'll be from soft, <laughs> from soft racing. Yeah, well, the the Horizon games are like a totally different thing. It's like they're throwing cars at you yes. faster than you can try them out. Yeah, um, and I think in general because of that, people are less angry about like, oh, they're offering this stuff for real money because you just get so many different cars, and you also get a lot of currency too from mm-hmm. like the the random wheels and things, but. Yeah, yeah, I definitely find uh, like upgrading cars to be more difficult in Gran Turismo, but maybe uh, it's just because I'm not used to their system of doing it. It's like I'll, yeah. in Forza games, I could throw in a few upgrades and have a pretty good understanding what's going to happen. And but then I do the same, what seems like the same thing in Gran Turismo, and then I can't drive the car anymore, <laughs> <laughs> and I've just wasted a bunch of money that I actually need. Um. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely going to keep playing that. They give you an incentive to play every day. Like, basically, you have to drive a marathon's worth of distance, and then you get, like, a roulette wheel spin. Although, that's another thing. Unless I just don't know the button I'm supposed to be pressing. I tried every fucking button, I swear, uh, to get the roulette wheel to stop. 
it's rigged. I swear. Like I've done probably 20 or 30 roulette spins at this point, And they always land on the worst prize of the five <laughs> every fucking time. So that's not cool. Uh, I don't think those really count as buttons for the menu interface, but I should try that. I mean, it makes sense to me. I don't. <laughs> or the horn. <laughs> yeah, hit the horn button. <laughs> I'm not sure which one the horn is actually. Yeah, that's another weird thing. There's like all kinds of controls. Like you can use the signals. You can turn the hazards on and stuff. Like, but I see no real need for that in the game. You gotta let the racers behind you know which which turn you're taking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i definitely you guys should definitely try the wheel thing like i said yeah though. it's it's a lot of fun like more fun than you would expect it to be yeah we need to i need to come over and check that out that sounds fun yeah i'm definitely gonna try it in uh truck simulator too like i said i would but american good. truck simulator that really helped me back up a semi i think good <laughs> it's an important skill yeah. Other than that, all I played was uh, Destiny. We don't need to talk about that. I just needed something mindless. I, actually, I was using it as an activity um, to keep me busy while I was doing my homework for the side quest of <laughs> listening to Coheed albums. So, because that's like a great mindless game to just listen to music and play. So, that's fair. And, you know, I couldn't listen to that while I was playing Gran Turismo because they have all that weird, cheesy music in that game that I just have to listen to because <laughs> it's part of the experience. Fair enough. All right. I weirdly wanted to fire up Destiny the other day. If I if I had it installed, I probably would have because um, I'm kind of in the mood for like a... As the reason I asked about if Elden Ring has any like pistols or firearms or anything like that because like there's like the the mix of science fiction and fantasy or like sci fantasy and there's not a lot of games that i that come to mind for me that really fit into that genre and there's like one of the pillars of eternity games that's on pc that i get bombarded with ads for on gog uh looks like it fits the bill there's like there's like an there's like a gnome and there's like a wizard who's got like a gun and i'm like sick like this looks really cool and like magic the gathering i used to play magic a lot when i was in middle school and high school and like there was a little bit of that in there you'd get like that mm -hmm. kind of blend and i think that's a genre that's really untapped for like video games and for movies all the movies that kind of fit that most of them kind of stink there's not that many of them <laughs> so that's why i was curious if elden ring had some of those elements because i was like man it'd be sick if i could fly like an airship but also have like a wizard chilling i mean kind of final fantasy 7 kind of scratches that itch a little bit but Anyway, uh, that's kind of why it came to mind. But Destiny kind of kind of has some fantasy elements, obviously, and, and obviously plenty of sci-fi. So uh, the other day I was like, man, something in that vein sounds kind of cool, but I did not want to deal with Destiny uh, again <laughs> for I'll the let, I'll let you know millionth that time. Tiny Tina's is currently $45 on Amazon for PS4. So I feel like that's <sighs> probably, that might be closer to the combination of yeah of course fantasy, yeah for yeah. sure that pillars of eternity game has caught my eye many times it's always on sale and they keep for some reason they must know i want it because they keep getting sending me emails saying <laughs> pillars of eternity 2 dead fires on sale with five dollars i'm like oh my god <laughs> like, i should spent, just he spent seven days on this page before 
Well, yeah, we know this guy wants to play a dwarf with a shotgun, so let's let's get him on board. <laughs> it's like Netflix showing you specific title like uh, icons for different movies. Like apparently they have algorithms that know like oh they watch a lot of movies with John Turturro in them. So if they have an icon for a movie that has John Turturro on it, they'll show that to you instead of the other ones that they have. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, so they maybe they like dwarf with a shotgun. Here we go. Uh, yeah, got, I know. I'm sure I edited. Time. I'm sure I edited to a wish list at some point early on, and it's just they keep throwing it in my face. Yeah, yeah but anyway, eventually I'll get it. All right, um, John. You, anyway, you, sorry for playing, the digression. You've been playing No Man's Sky on the Steam Deck. Yeah, I. Uh, so just like most games that I haven't played in like six years, I started a new game on the Steam Deck <laughs> to kind of just get back into it, and uh, it's just a dumb game that you can pick up and like go mine some rocks and then like turn them into other rocks and then build stuff or whatever. Like I, I want to get more invested in it, but I keep finding like I keep getting interrupted while I'm doing it. And then I just end up going back to Elden ring because I know in Elden ring, like I can run into a boss or something that I know I haven't beaten yet and like kill it and then put it down and I get my little dopamine rush out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, like I still like that game Elden Ring. It still makes me I have like a heart attack every time I fight something in it. But <laughs> anyways, I, I've been playing No Man's Sky on the Steam Deck just because I wanted to test out something else on the Steam Deck. I also re-downloaded Bio Mutant, but I haven't had a chance to actually play it yet. Um, supposedly, it's missing some of the videos or the movies that are mm-hmm. in the the cutscenes. I guess that's that's the incompatibility with the the Steam Deck for some reason, which I don't quite understand. But um, no Man's Sky is No Man's Sky. That game has not. It's it's changed for the better in that it actually has some structure to it now. If you're just now starting, whereas when it first came out, they basically threw you on a planet and told you to have fun. And now, like it actually has like a story and everything. They just released a new update. I don't remember what it's called, but it's supposed to add like more aggressive space pirates and things, so you can get into like bigger dogfights and shit with them. Um, it all sounds like it like that game's just keep it keeps getting better and better from what I hear. So I kind of just wanted to explore that a little more. And again, I still haven't had enough of a chance to really dive into it. I'm still stuck on the planet I started on, which I do think it the game is broken in the sense that every time I've started a game, it throws me on a planet that has a hazardous atmosphere that just fucks up my shield every single time, and it <laughs> I makes think that's it so part hard. Of the experience. Like it's a firestorm. <laughs> yeah, it's like absolutely yeah. terrible. I'm, I'm on a toxic planet right now with 60% toxicity in the atmosphere. <laughs> so, like, my toxic shield is constantly being, like, destroyed. And then all of a sudden I'm, like, dying. Just, like, breathe in the air or whatever. So. You just got to climb in your ship. Yeah, but if I'm trying to get shit done, I can't do it from the cockpit of the ship. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just, yeah, it's, that's super annoying. But beyond that, um, I want to get more into it. I know I'm going to enjoy it when I do... Um, I does it have crossplay now? Yep. Yes, it does. Across yeah. all platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it. We can. I mean, I haven't played any crossplay like from the Steam Deck, but I'm assuming it operates just the same as everything else. Like, I've know. played crossplay between Xbox and PC. It worked flawlessly. Yeah. I should put it back I, on the PS5 and then bust out the VR because playing it in VR was fucking dope. Yeah. That was the I love that shit. game. Being like using the move controllers to like lift the cockpit open to get out, and then like to grab it and close it and shit is just like so fucking cool. Like, It'd be like man, a workout. That, that is sweet. I do need to start working out more. Doctor's orders, but 
That's a great. Yeah, that's a great. There, someone should make a documentary about No Man's Sky. Like, I'm sure. No, does No Clip have anything about that? They probably do. I don't know if they, they do or to. not. I don't know if they do or not. The journey that game it. has been on. Yeah. If you ever want to like uh, go on the No Man's Sky subreddit, sometime uh, I I pop in there once in a while just to kind of see what's going on. There's always some player who came back to it after like three years. And the shit they say is so funny because they are like, what is the, I'm lost. Like everything is different and you get, you get people that are stoked about it. And I read the funniest thread this one time, this guy was on a rant. He was so mad because they simplified all the elements. Like they, they, uh, uh, scrunched them down into like smaller, like subcategories basically. And he, he went on this rant. He was like, man, this game was great back then. He went, didn't hold your hand. And there were 32 <laughs> different elements on one planet that you had to get to in order to make one thing. And he went out. It was so funny. He just went on this little rant. He was such a purist. He like loved the day one version. And he's obviously in the minority there. But uh, he wanted it to be as crazy and complex and hardcore as it used to be. And just the way it was written was so funny. It was hysterical. He just really, really bent out of shape about it. I mean, I, I played it. I played it for like 30 something hours for like at launch and like I loved it but Oh me like, too. Yeah. But because we have the podcast I couldn't just keep playing No Man's Sky so I had to like hop around a little more and then I just lost it and then they kept they started changing everything and it made it mm-hmm. slightly harder to get back into it. So this this is kind of my I I don't know if I'm going to call it like my last hurrah to like try and like really get into this game but I just I want to I want to experience some of the other awesome things that happen now that like They've improved, you know, the multi-tool is like a better weapon now. So like there, as you get further in the game, like I, like I found a, a trading post on the planet I'm on and they have a multi-tool that I can't afford cause it's like 2 million credits or mm-hmm. something like that. <laughs> but it looks like a dope assault rifle that like, I mean, it just looks amazing. And I'm like, oh man, that thing's gotta be super fun to shoot. Like, you know, I know they've improved every aspect of this game so far like up to this point you just so gotta find a planet that has a shitload of atlas cubes that you can pick up and so well, i found these like weird pearl things that are worth like ten thousand units so i've been like trying to find more of them like i know they're on the planet i'm on but i have to go like under the surface to like find them in the cave <laughs> you, systems and shit you don't even have to do that you you just have to get into a game with gojo and he will <laughs> he will finance you like he did <laughs> for me like, when i when i got back into it like three years two years ago or something it was after the update where they added the mechs i think um he played that's such a gojo game uh he had been playing it consistently all along and i hadn't played it in a really long time and i discovered this planet that was called new ohio-ness and like (laughs) that's just what it was called i literally i discovered it nobody named it it was ohio n-e-s-s new ohio-ness and i found this little island that was really cool it was like a a sizable little island. You could walk across it in real time, like seven minutes, probably. So from a ship, it's quick. Like you can just hop back and forth. But in the middle, I had this plateau that came straight up and then was flat. It was like this little, it was cool. As, it was cool as hell. It was perfect. So go this is right when co-op was brand new. Gojo came into my game into new Ohio-ness and I showed him the island. He's like, wow, this is great. And we ran around together at like the old days where we played Minecraft and he built a little base on the ground level by like the sea. And I started building one up on the plateau and we built launch pads so you could take your ship without expending any fuel or whatever between the two levels. And we were like, cool, we'll build this like multi-tiered island. So we play it for like a weekend or something every night. We do a little bit and then I walk away for like, 
I don't know, a year. And then I come back, I think once they introduced the mechs, because they introduced mech suits and something else. So I log back in, I reinstall it, download the updates, and I load up my game in New Ohioness, and there's a fucking metropolis there. <laughs> <laughs> and there is like a little city with all these launch pads and all these refineries, and there is the beginnings of an underwater city before they would let you... It was. It was Gojopolis and, and No Man's Sky. So I go up to my plateau area, and it's like, it's crazy. There's all this stuff up there. And then he just loads into the game. He's like, oh, yeah, I've been busy. And uh, <laughs> I was like, well, I want to buy like a show. I wanted. I was like, we need to find a way to start farming some money. And he just like points like his beacon thing at the sky. And like his frigate goes and like busts into the atmosphere. <laughs> they they added like these these huge, huge yeah. uh, like frig- frigates. And so then we go up there and we're walking around. And he's got like a row of safes. And each one is filled with whatever the most valuable element in the game is so he gives me he gives me a stack of like 10 of them or something and i sell them and i get like 30 billion units or whatever so i buy the ship i wanted i i bought like the good multi-tool and then we we, again we clowned around for like a week we played the game we had a great time and i don't think i've gone back to it since but i was like man he's got like the black market figured out in that game and he told me he's like so you build a machine that does this and it refines this and then you turn that into this and then you sell it to this person and it's worth like 10 times he had the whole the whole system figured out (laughs) how to just print money so if you if you, you seriously message Gojo and like get him into your session, that's why I asked about crossplay. Uh, get him in your session; he'll give you a bunch of money, buy the shit you want, and then it's kind of it's cheating for hundred percent. But it at least you can play the game you, the way you want to play it instead of like starting from the ground up and like you know mining with your bare hands. At least you can like take advantage of some of the more sophisticated systems right off the bat. Because right, I mean, right. at, eventually when you become you become a parent or you become older and your responsibility, your time becomes more valuable ultimately than like the experience and playing it the right way. At least that's how I justify it. But man, oh, it was man. funny. It was so funny man. when I loaded back into that map, expecting New Ohioness to look like the little frontier town it was, and instead it looked like Manhattan. <laughs> like, like the the day night cycle switched to nighttime, and all these street lights came on. Like it, it was, it was ridiculous. He had Beautiful. he just he did his thing. He did his thing. That's incredible. That's yeah. awesome. Well, that's all, right. all I've played. I got nothing else. Well, let's see if I can get some news going here. I don't know that there's a whole lot that we really need to dig too deep into. Oh, a uh, quick um, question. Is Elden Ring, uh, is it third person or first person? Third person. Third, third person, okay. Yeah. That's how little I know about the game. I don't even know what it looks like. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a Bloodborne or a Dark Souls. It's pretty okay. similar to that, but just open world. Um, Nintendo got hit with a labor complaint, which I think is one of the you know, most recent and kind of bigger, uh, one of the, one of the big three, like Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony, somebody actually like filing, uh, a national labor relations board complaint, um, against them. And, uh, there's an article on Axios here by Steven Totillo, uh, basically mentioning that, um, uh, Nintendo of America and global hiring firm Aston Carter engaged in concerted activities and made coercive actions against a worker, interfering interfering with their legally protected right to organize. Um, So, you know, it's interesting. There's a lot of unionization going on right now in the world of everything. It's not just video games, you know, Starbucks Mm -hmm. and uh, 
Amazon and all that. So it's uh, it's interesting that Nintendo might also have some unions spring up underneath them, and it seems like they're doing everything they can to make sure that they don't. So that sucks. Nintendo shouldn't interfere with that. Uh, but you know, this was a pretty small story that I don't feel like reverberated too big. So we'll see uh, if any labor labor unions form underneath. Uh, but in more fun news, uh, Amy <laughs> Hennig and Skydance are creating a new Star Wars game. Amy Hennig is known for her work on the Uncharted games and many other high-profile video games, but uh, she was working on a game called Project Ragtag uh, at EA. It was a Star Star Wars game that ended up getting canceled, and so now she's getting another chance to make a Star Wars game. And, uh, you know, hopefully this one sticks, because, you know, I think the Uncharted games have some really great stories in them, and I no doubt she's been a part of that. Um, so I'm curious to see what she'll be able to make. Uh, I didn't realize she worked on Legacy of Kane. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, she's got a long and storied history in uh, in video games and video game stories, so very interested to see what they end up making. Man, I miss great Star Wars games. Yeah. That, yeah. that would that would be awesome. Did you I play saw, Fallen Order? No, not yet. You should I check need, it out. The thing is, like, I I love Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but I've never really, really feel like playing as a Jedi. Mm. Like, does that make any sense? Like, I I love the world, but I would I would way rather play as like a regular guy and have the Jedi be characters in it than play as a Jedi. And I've just yeah. never been like a huge like Jedi mm. fan. I always liked the regular the regular guys really that's why i like like rogue one and that so much because it's like the regular people that are just around that kind of thing yeah. like squadrons is cool because it's a bunch of pi- you're a pilot you're not like a jedi but i should play it because it does look great i've heard it's great um and i'm sure it would be a great experience but be yeah. nice. that's why 1313 sounded so exciting because it was like oh yes. cool you get to be a bounty hunter like you're not playing as a and like knights yeah. of the old public is amazing obviously but it starts off, you're just kind of a guy or gal, and then you ultimately kind of become this Jedi. And it's like, well, you get pushed in that direction anyway. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, we'll see yeah. what it is. I'm sure whatever it is, it'll be cool. Yeah, hopefully it's uh, hopefully it's got something interesting for you. Um, Sega announced a new Sonic the Hedgehog Origins. It's a collection of Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles. It's coming June 23rd, 2022. Uh, they've made a bunch of anime cutscenes that they've inserted into it as well. Looks pretty slick. Uh, the shitty thing is that they've delisted some of these games um, from stores that you could currently buy them on because they want you to buy the new thing. So that sucks. But mm. uh, I think it's kind of cool that they're putting all of this together into one package. And, uh, you know, hopefully the emulation is good and not garbage like some of the more recent emulation stuff has been. Uh, that's been like widely released. Um, but yeah, we talked about some of the Michael Jackson music that was supposedly in Sonic three. Uh, and that's probably not going to be in this collection still, but it should be because it's good. They completely changed the music in it. Didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. They like, they pretty much after, after the initial release, I think they've removed a bunch of stuff that was like affiliated with the people that were working with Michael Jackson on the music. So, yeah um yeah 
no, that's cool. Hopefully, uh, you know, I, I'm, it's interesting that like this is like these are the four first Sonic games that people like actually care about. I wonder if they'll start doing more. But uh, you know, those ones after Sonic Mania, it'd be good to be able to go back to those on modern platforms. The show. Um, not a whole lot else that I want to delve too deep into the Sony. Uh, the PlayStation Plus premium tier is meaning more work for game developers because they're apparently requiring any game that costs $34 and up, they must have a two-hour game trial. Uh, and companies are going to be able to file to do demos instead of trials. Um, but yeah, apparently they have something like... Uh, what does it say here? They're going to have some sort of time window. Uh, developers will have a time window to implement or release this trial. Um, but yeah, it's creating more work for people making video games, and uh, that kind of sucks. But I kind of yeah, wish we'll they see. just didn't get involved in this at all. If they would have just left everything alone, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the kind of thing, like, uh, Xbox Live used to require this. Like, any game that was sold digitally on Xbox Live on the 360 had to have a demo of some kind um, for a long time, up until they started releasing, like, full video games uh, on Xbox Live. Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, honestly, I don't feel like it's that rule's actually going to stick around. It's probably mostly going to be Sony first-party titles that have these kinds of trials on them, but we'll see. I think that'd be awesome. I mean, I'd, I would love more trials and de- I think they would sell more video games if there were more demos and trials accessible because, man, the number of, like, I guarantee right now, if there was a trial I could play of Tiny Tina, I would be playing it and that might convince me to buy it because right now, even at the price of $45, like, that's still... These days, I'm, I'm reluctant to spend that much money on a game. It's kind of $30 is kind of my upper limit right now. And uh, it's mostly because I'm just like, how much am I really going to get to play? Like, is it going to be worth my money? Uh, but if there was a try, like, that, that'd be the way to get me to buy it, for sure. If I could test it out, even for two hours, and be like, oh, this is great. I love this. Like, guess what? I'm probably going to run that credit card because it's easy. And then, boom, you've sold yeah. another game. Being able to know that you would enjoy something before you buy it is always advantageous, right? So, oh absolutely. yeah, especially with like video games, digital. I mean, stuff, shit's expensive. Like, yeah. if you're gonna go in for a sixty dollar game and you only play it for like eight hours and you end up not really liking it, like, ugh, that, yeah. that's just not. I'm not that kind of customer that's gonna do that. And you'll net a lot more guys that like me that are more reluctant to do that if you can let them, you know, kick the tires on it first. Yeah, I agree. So. We'll see. I'm very interested. This stuff is supposed to start in June. Uh, not a whole lot of details yet on like the retro games and stuff that they're going to be providing to the higher tier subscriptions. There's some information that came out about how they're going to handle you redeeming PlayStation Plus uh, cards in the future once this changeover, ha- or now that the changeover is happening, basically. Um, certain cards will translate to certain amounts of different tiers. So it's created a lot of headaches and, uh, but who knows, maybe this, this change will be worth it. Uh, final news story, John, you posted this one. Outriders world slayer arrives in June 30th as new campaign progression gear and more. So once again, it's time for us to say we should probably get back into Outriders. Yeah. I really wish I could play it on steam deck, but they won't allow it. 
because um, the anti-cheat probably yeah something like that i i don't know exactly but it's it's not uh it's not playable yeah you that could sucks. just use your absurdly expensive pc yeah you can't even can you remote play it i might be able to remote play it yeah i didn't i keep forgetting that that's, that's something i need to do is actually steam link to my computer so i can play the games that i want to play yeah it should work that way i would think yeah, I really want like I really want to. I was just trying to look up if if the Division Two can be played on the Steam Deck, and you can't unless you install Windows, which is a huge mm-hmm. bummer because I would invest a lot of hours in that game, yeah. <laughs> all over again. So it does sound like this is going to be paid content for yes. Outriders, which is cool because I think this is the first paid extra content that they're going to have. But um, I'm interested to see if it brings people back to it and how much uh, how, how good it is. I mean, they've changed the game a bunch too. Like in the in the meantime, yeah. And we just haven't touched it. But that that's a that that game is sweet. Like it is it is very cool. Yeah, it'd be fun to go back and play some more. So For sure, we should do that. Yeah, but that's it. That's it. News. That's all we got for this episode. We got to right? talk some Coheed. Yeah, we're gonna talk Coheed for the side quest side now. Quest. Yeah. Oh, you guys don't have one big game you're talking about. No. No. Oh, okay. Cambria is that game. <laughs> I feel less Turismo. bad now. Now that it's stretched out to an hour already. Oh, yeah. We're good. I think it was good. Yeah, it was a good episode. I forgot yeah. to say that, um, well, since uh, I, I did play Far Cry 6, I don't know if I talked to you guys about that at all in the Discord. I did buy it, and I've played probably, I don't know, 20 hours or so, maybe a little bit more. Uh, and I really, really like it. I like it I a think, lot. I think I, I think. have about 10 hours in it and like, I like it, but again, it's, it's this, like we had such a stacked few months of games coming out that it's so hard to stay locked on one thing, except, except now Elden, Elden Ring. Ring. Like <laughs> oh, I just yeah. want to play Elden Ring all the time now because <laughs> it, it scratches a particular itch, you know, but I do I do want to go back and play more Far Cry 6. So I was playing co-op with Alan for a while too. Like oh yeah, well you, I barely Gojo and I played maybe like three co-op sessions of it, and uh, I mean it was it was great. It was same old. It did have one issue though. Oh, it still only lets you get so far away from your co-op buddy, and that sucks. That I don't yeah. understand that. I'm like it's 2022, man. Let me go nuts. Like in GTA 5, Gojo and I could be in complete opposite sides of the world, and the game would be fine. Like, yeah. come on, Far Cry, just get and- it together. Uh, Ghost Recon games, same thing. Yeah. You can just yeah. be like all the way across the map. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know why. But anyway, Far Cry. I, I really like it. It's cool to be back in the tropical setting. Uh, Guapo is so cool. I love having yeah. an alligator. I am terrified of alligators in real life. Like even when I go to the <laughs> I think zoo, everyone the, is. <laughs> oh, dude. Like, yeah, reasonably so. Like from like an evolutionary perspective, we're all afraid of them. But like. Even when I go to the Detroit Zoo and I see one and there's like 12 inches of glass between us and he's only five feet long, I still get really uncomfortable. And like, mm. <laughs> they just, man, they bother me. But it's so, that's why in, the, in those games, I'm always like really fascinated and terrified of the alligators. And I always find one and I approach it and I approach it. And I do that, like that thing where I'm like, it's going to, it's going to, how close do I have to get before it bites me <laughs> and just to like see what's going to happen. And I know it's coming, but I still do it. Uh, but anyway, having one as a companion in Far Cry 6 is so cool. Uh and it, I don't think it really did anything that's going to make Alex like it anymore in terms of the gunplay. I think it still is <laughs> kind of the same. 
<laughs> as ever, but that doesn't bother me. <laughs> it kind of doesn't really bother me anymore. Uh, I mean, it does I, introduce like the, some I like the super moves. Like, I like being able to use the that, rocket launcher on your back is, like, super yes, sweet. Yeah, the uh, um, Supremo, I think is what yeah. it's called. Yeah, that's cool. There's, there's like, an EMP one, and there's, like, a flamethrower one, and there's a bunch of different ones that that is kind of a cool new element to it and it did shake up the the gameplay formula enough that's really cool but uh yeah that that aspect of like going around and taking out the anti-aircraft like missiles and shit using that thing it was like yeah cool it is cool yeah they did they did shake up the gameplay loop a bit and that's that is refreshing and they have horses in it which is kind of neat too they did add some new stuff it feels progressive enough to me that it it warranted a new entry uh yeah it's cool i like it i, I do kind of want to go back to it it's just cool to ride jet skis around like in the tropics again and that's yeah. coming from someone who loves far cry 5 so much and it's it's my favorite one but it was it just feels kind of like a back to formula in a in a good way and uh chorizo is really cool too i did get chorizo he's fun uh i don't remember which other companions i got if any I do have the, far- the only thing that would maybe get me into that game, but I'm too afraid of anything bad happening to him. Oh, no, he'll be fine. Like, the 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 followers are basically invincible, and even when they're knocked out of commission, they're just gone for a little while, and they come back. Like, it okay. it wouldn't... Yeah, I don't think they're going to do anything to kill any of them. It's so not a were- dog meat scenario. No. No, <laughs> I think they're... Playing- like i mean guapo is like he's designed to be like a tank because he's, he's a big, giant alligator butt or crocodile. But yeah, he was taking some serious lead before he would go down. I mean, he is—he's <laughs> a hoss, and it's he was hanging in there when, when he grabs like something else and starts doing the death roll and shit. Yeah, like, it's so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because usually you get the follower like that a lot later in the game, and you get—he's the first one you get. And I yeah. thought I'm good. Like I don't need any more guys. <laughs> and when I got Chorizo, he was cool because he finds stuff and like that you can collect and like valuables. And I'm a big like. Uh, like loot junkie. I love looting games and I love like scavenging in that in video games. That gameplay loop is huge for me. So I was like, oh, cool. Here's a little buddy that helps me do that more effectively. But then I was like, I don't know, man. Bulletproof crocodile is pretty good. So <laughs> he's wearing a basketball jersey too and a gold yeah. chain. It's so sick. So I went back to him. But I did I did get the, uh, the Blood Dragon stuff with the season pass. There's like a Blood Dragon outfit and like um, a couple of the weapons. And you get a follower who's uh, he's like a like a cyber Rottweiler or something. And he's he's pretty cool, but he's still not as cool as Guapo. So I, I ultimately went back. But anyway, it looks amazing. Even on the PS4 Pro, and I'm sure on PS5, it's even it, more it looks incredible. ridiculous. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a great it, looking game. It's ridiculous. It makes my PlayStation sound like it's going to take off like a rocket and fire through the wall. Because uh, the fans are just like, if just I wouldn't be surprised screaming. if, yeah, if I played that game for an hour, I wouldn't be surprised if my PlayStation had scooted like an inch to the right just from the fan <laughs> propelling it through <laughs> through my media cabinet. But uh, it's worth it. I mean, it looks so good, and uh, the sound design is great. Like the production value is through the roof on that one. It's which is cool. Uh, uh, they, Far Cry Man, it never lets me down. Uh, I'm always, I always have a good time. It's kind of like Borderlands in that way. It's like some comfort food, and it's always, uh, it's always good. Anyway, I just, I know, I know that that is a game that Alex typically does not enjoy the franchise much, and I know John, you kind of have, and I remember you saying you were liking Far Cry Six, and we didn't, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about it, so I just wanted to mention it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like that one too. It went on sale fast too. Like I felt a little guilty. I was like, ooh. <laughs> it, it got cheap quickly yeah but that's a that's a franchise i would typically pay 60 dollars for i just didn't 
because I was busy. Ah, yes. I think I might have bought it on Black Friday or something. I don't even remember now. But anyway. Yeah, it's it cool came game. out in November, I think, or October, at the end of October, maybe. Yeah, so I did buy it on some kind of sale. Maybe it wasn't yeah. Black Friday. It, it just happened. Black, maybe a bunch of shit went on sale Black Friday, so I mean... Yeah, it might have just possible. been something random. Yeah. I am going to be getting a PS5 pretty soon, though, hopefully, and uh, I'm really excited to to test that out and see how that goes and, and load some stuff up on there and probably have to immediately swap out the hard drive for something bigger because I'm getting really <laughs> frustrated by having to... I mean, sh- when I just in- reinstalled Borderlands 3, it's... With all the DLC, it's over 100 gigs. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. Games yeah. are so big. And then I downloaded, re-downloaded Mad Max, and it's like 20 gigs. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> well, now you got super internet, so the re-downloading shouldn't be too frustrating. That's true. Yeah, I do have better internet now. And between the downloading speeds and the load times of stuff, uh, it's just, I was like, oof, man, it's yeah. it's tough. But yeah, that, that should help. I'm, ex- I'm really excited to, I usually kind of, uh, ease my way into the next generation consoles when they come out and this this one's been out for a minute now right ps5 yeah, coming up mm-hmm. on two years at this point yeah oh wow it's yeah, been that long soon. yeah so I'm, I'm definitely due it's like a year and a half i think <clears throat> a little over that but okay yeah, yeah anyway we'll, that, we'll, that'll be exciting we'll get you one we'll get you a ps5 soon so which is so crazy because i have the pc i have a great pc that you guys helped put together for me and i should just be playing that <laughs> <laughs> i have one as well and i don't play it as much as i should but the consoles, if you start, start, if you're a big console gamer, it's just the easier thing to do. So, yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I need to find a way to just get my PC into my living room so that we I can, can it that. just will be a non-issue, you know? Yeah. We can, yeah. we can figure something out. Yeah. I'm making steps towards it. I have a Steam link that's just chilling, so. Well, you got, <laughs> Nick, you got an Apple TV as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we should hook up, uh, I should, I should help you with Moonlight. Which is just—it's an app you can download on the Apple TV for free that'll stream things from your computer onto your Apple TV, basically. Oh, word. Okay. Yes. Yes. So. That is cool. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, we'll 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 figure that out. But. Well, we're gonna be finishing my basement very soon. Actually, we just bought all the flooring, uh, so that is that means it has to happen now. That that once those materials get here, I just have to do it, which is good. Then when my basement's a little more comfortable, I'm sure I will... Because my PC's down there right now. It's hooked up to my basement TV. And I bought a little small, like, uh, trackpad and keyboard thing to kind of let me navigate Steam. And then I have my controllers and stuff. So there really will be no reason to not uh, pretty soon. Nice. Which means I can keep playing Cyberpunk also, which I really liked, but uh, have put down for a while now. That's another one I need to start over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, that game's great. I... I, you know, all the stories about that at launch and I, I picked it up sometime after. I just don't remember where I left off and I feel like I was trying to breeze through it and not paying as much attention to the story as I wanted to. So, yeah, I kind of was too. I was kind of blitzing through some of it before I realized like, oh, this is what the game is really about. I mean, immersing yourself into it. But I, yeah, I, I really liked it. It was great. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's, it was a cool game. Well, anyway. cool. Nice. Yeah, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out midwestgamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You could subscribe as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, Alan K, Dave Steele, and Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks of joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. We're going to talk about Coheed and Cambria for the side quest. 
uh, coming up today. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. You can use your free Amazon Prime subscription on us if you still pay for Amazon Prime. Uh, if not, you know, it's like four ninety nine or something like that to sub to the channel. So just something to think about. Nick, thanks for joining us on this episode, man. My pleasure. Thank you guys really? for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Love love having you. So, uh, so yeah, we will... Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to cover next time, but uh, stay tuned and we'll figure that out and, and you'll see... Uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>